2: Look
1: for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for
0: everyone.
4: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
2: Good Wednesday morning tune is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com the Visa now. Fubo. Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well on a numbers game. You good, Jeffrey? Well, I, I'm still perplexed as, uh, as to what has happened in the studio before the show this morning. I don't know what's going on this week. Like stuff happened. So Kevin Trask, who is our audio engineer in the corner, who uh, who just he just says things, and then you're like, you have to determine to what level is you know what level what he's spewing is the truth and what is not. And this morning, uh Kev shares with us right out of the gates. He's like, did you know that Beethoven wrote happy no, not wrote, but but put in the the basic riff, the basic bars of the happy birthday song that we all know in one of his famous compositions. And Jeff and I immediately, we were just like, come on, stop it with this. Like did did Chopin write Virtual insanity, and uh, Jemarco—I stole it from, them, so, from him. So we look at this, and, and happy birthday is, is attributed to uh, Patty and Mildred Mills or something like that, two sisters in the, in the 19th century. And Kev's like, nope, they took it from Beethoven. So basically what you're saying that is if Beethoven was alive during when the Mills were alive, he would have like, sued them for copyright infringement? You might be right upon further review on the Internet. How do we not know this information? And Kev played it for me, too. Beethoven came up with happy birthday. Later on the show, we'll figure out who came up with twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's going to be awesome. Uh, John Legase on baseball here momentarily. He's got picks for today. I have tennis picks here momentarily as well. Uh, we split two days ago in tennis. We went one and two yesterday. Not fun. Uh, I have four all on the ladies' side today. Jason Weingarten on baseball from uh, under cloud of smoke in Southern California. He will join us top of the hour. Wes Reynolds to discuss the uh, St. Jude FedEx Challenge Northern Trust this week and the entire FedEx Cup, I hope. The West could be one of these guys who's like, I want no part of the FedEx Cup. That could be the case, too. Um, big news here before the show, or the biggest news in sort of sports and sports betting. Sam Hartman, did you see this story, Jeff? Uh, quarterback of Wake Forest, Sam Hartman, He, and he, he's going to be out for an extended period of time due to a non-football related issue, the school announcing this morning. After workouts yesterday, Hartman sought medical attention for a condition unrelated to football, according to the school. Details uh, on the condition withheld due to privacy restrictions. We hope he's okay. My goodness, that does not, that that never sounds good. Um, Medical personnel ran tests on him, determined he should be withheld from competition indefinitely. Sam Hartman, uh, who had uh, an amazing season with the Demon Deacons last year, and with him sidelined, fourth-year sophomore Michael Kern expected to take over a quarterback. Kern appeared in just three games last season, completed two of five passes for 67 yards. Hartman accounted for 5,000 yards of offense. Betting implication, I mean, I don't know how big it is in, in the ACC or even in the ACC Atlantic. Clemson, obviously the prohibitive favorite in both. Wake about the third short shot in the Atlantic. I think 18-1 to 1 to win the ACC, 9-1 to win to win the Atlantic. So I don't, I don't know how much that would affect bets. But certainly, if you could get ahead of any, I don't know, was Wake involved in any look-ahead games of the year kind of thing, you would have had to have done this an hour ago, though. But Hartman, we just hope for the best for him. I know we go immediately into betting, but good Lord, you never know. Uh, as far as the tennis picks, I do have four all on the ladies' side. Um, let us begin with a big dog, Sarah Sorribes-Tormo, plus 236 now. Again, I looked at these about an hour ago. You can still get Soribas Tormo, uh, Tormo right around that price right now. This is really a fate of Sabalenka, who is having tremendous difficulty with her serve. Tremendous difficulty with her serve, and Soribas Tormo. Now, if Sabalenka gets that together, she should be able to win this. But if she does not, Cerebus Tormo is the kind of player that could absolutely take advantage. So at plus 236, Soribas Tormo. Soribas Tormo is the play. Uh, the first match of the morning is going to be in about less than an hour, I'm on Camila Georgi once again. She was a winner for us yesterday. Took her at minus 119 over Elise Mertens. She is a little higher than that now, but still playable, I believe. Jeff will update these for us to see what the numbers are exactly. But I think she's in the minus 120s now. Kaya Kanepi is pick number three. She's at minus—I got her at minus 145. She was in the minus 150s this morning. I would not play it higher than minus 155 over Garbinye Muguruza. Now, this is another one of these where if Muguruza was on her game— she would be able to take down Kanepi, but Muguruza hasn't played much, and when she has played, it has not been very impressive. And Kanepi uh, got through yesterday by virtue of a Naomi Osaka bow-out, back issues. So uh, Kanepi, minus 145, was the play over Muguruza. I would still play it in up, up to minus 155. And then uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya, who we won a lot on, this summer, plus 128 over the Canadian Leila Fernandez, who's uh, basically playing a home match in this one. So four plays, Cerebus Tormo, plus 236 over Sabalenka, Camila Georgie, minus 119 over Elise Mertens, Kanepi, minus 145 over Muguruza, don't play it higher than minus 155, and Beatrice Haddad Ma- Maya, which should be right around that price that, it, that I got it at last night, plus 128 over Leila Fernandez. We will have them in the newsletter as well in case you miss them here. And I'm sure we'll get tweets throughout the morning. The uh, Georgie match is the first. Again, that starts in about 55 minutes. So if you want to get the bets in, get those in. Jeffrey, you have a whole... Oh, you wanted to say something? No, no everything's within within five cents of what... Okay. ...on, the, on there. There technically, you go.
4: Actually, Georgie is minus 125, so technically six cents, but it's all
2: within a dime. Don't go Don't go higher than minus 130 on Georgie. Uh, okay. You have put together some uh, some more NFL stuff. By the way, those... Uh, those win streak ones were very cool yesterday. Something to think about. So many things to bet on as the NFL season. We still have to endure preseason, three weeks of preseason. And then remember, the fourth week of preseason that used to be doesn't mean we go right into the regular season. We have to endure a week off still. By the way, you're hearing the things out of the commander's camp that Carson Wentz like, can't hit a pass with no coverage. I'm stunned. <sighs> Fox, there was some article out. It was like, can, can he hold off Taylor Heineke? I hope he doesn't.
4: I would change the whole handicap of that team. Yeah, the one. All right, what do you got here, sir? All right, so this is one that's not the, not the most bettable of markets, but I'm curious on your thoughts because we are in an era with an extra game now, as we know, Gil. So some single season records could potentially go down over these next few years with the extra game. And DraftKings is offering five of these props. So first one up, of course, most passing touchdowns. Of course, Peyton Manning holds that record. So you're looking for over 55 and a half is what you're looking for here to break that record. 10 to 1 on the S. Yes. Big um, minus uh, big uh, price you have to lay on a no, 5000 on that one Gil, That's the
2: first one up. Let me can I just comment on that one right off Yeah,
4: yeah, we we'll go one by one here.
2: So so Tom Brady last year led the National Football League in passing touchdowns with 43. Matthew Stafford was second with 41. 43 on a nice little short passing game, efficient, very non-risky passing, generally speaking for Brady, he would actually be the guy that I would think would have the best shot at this. Just because of short yardage passing towards the goal line, so or close to the goal line. And the answer is no, I think that's properly priced, minus 5,000. Give me, you'd have to give me a little more than 10 to 1 on that. That's one I don't really see anyone yeah. coming
4: close. They yeah. that again, that year for Payton was just so outrageous that. I don't think anyone's coming really close to that for a while. That's the one record that I think, well, that and the one on the bottom are the two two that I don't think anyone's coming close to.
2: This next one is actually interesting.
4: Yeah, the next two, I would say, are actually pretty interesting. The next one up is most passing yards, uh, 5,477.5 is what you need to break there in order to go over that, the yes or the over plus 250, the no minus 350.
2: So, Tom Brady threw for 5,316 yards last year. Justin Herbert threw for 5,014. So, again, you're just uh, a few hundred yards. In uh, in Justin Herbert's case, a little more than 450 yards off. In Brady's case, you were less than 150. Brady threw the ball 719 times last year. Herbert threw it 672. Herbert is going to go nuts. Like, I I have so many Herbert props that I've bet. Again, all of these uh, bets against injury, of course. Would you want a yes plus 250? You always have to ask you. These are available DraftKings. Again, the question, if I were in a DraftKings jurisdiction, would I want to have this bet in my account at a price of plus 250 and just let it hang in my account all year? Is that a good use of your money? Uh, I'd, I'd need a little more than plus 250. But it's tempting.
4: That's a tempting one. Yeah. Again,
2: by the way, both of
4: these records, the first two touchdowns and passing yards, both Peyton Manning in 2013, that absurd year they had offensively. Now, this is the one that the next one is the one that I think you can at least consider here because we were 18 yards away from this being broken last year. And that's the most receiving yards in an NFL season. At uh, one one thousand nine hundred sixty four and a half is what you have to go over on that. Calvin Johnson, of course, did 9, one thousand nine hundred sixty four yards in twenty twelve. Cup last year did one thousand nine hundred forty seven, so very close to breaking that record. Plus three fifty on breaking that receiving single season
2: record. Um, can we really count on Cooper Cup doing what he did last year again? Maybe maybe some people are like, yes. 145 catches for 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, by the way. The triple crown. The triple crown of receiving. But remember after that, it dropped all the way Justin Jefferson 16-16. Maybe some people feel Justin Jefferson is the best, has the best shot at this. It's still good, you're still gonna have to. The, the problem with these is you have to obviously stay on the football field and it just has to gel. Your quarterback has to stay on the football field, right? If something happens to Kirk cousins in Jefferson's case, or Matthew Stafford, obviously these get dinged big time. I don't think I want that, man. You do? Yes. plus three fifty. I don't think I'd play it.
4: I, I, this, that was the one I gravitated towards the most because it feels like you have the most outs with that.
2: Yeah. They're tempting, but I don't know that I would, I would actually bet it, but tempting for sure. We'll do a bunch more of these. John Legueson, baseball on the other side. He's got a couple picks one pick, one prop. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Presented by Verizon. Coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello.
0: Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
2: Don't forget, Ben MGM Nevada, proud sponsors of this here program at each and every day. Just a friendly reminder about it that they've got everything down there. It's time to download their premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the app. It won't take you but a few seconds. That's the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at Bidding the Book. This is from, uh, it's from Teasers and Parlays. The Yes first segment prop of Gil and Jeff talking about the Hill sisters ripping off the birthday song for Beethoven hits. Kev, could you check on uh, whether uh, Johann's, Johann Sebastian Bach wrote Billie Jean prior to Michael Jackson? Could you check on that for us? Just want to make sure everything's kosher with that. Ladies and gentlemen, the most kosher man of them all, John Legesa from Mayo Media Network. And of course... Uh, the athletic as well. How you doing, man? Oh man. Reunited.
3: It feels so good. You always bring <laughs> me in laughing. It's good to see you again. Go
2: Peaches and herb. Oh, did I love me some peaches back in the day when I was a kid? She made me feel funny. I used to love me some herb. She made me feel funny. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me ask you this here right off the top. Well, first of all, let's get your picks off the top. Cause we often do the mistake of, of waiting until the end. And then you get sort of harried about it. So what are your plays today?
3: Okay, well, I think right off the bat, as always, you know, when I, you and I, Simpatico, talking theory, the push and pull between the market, which outside of actually trying to make money, my favorite thing is participating in this back and forth between the Empire and us, the Rebel fleet, you know, trying to find that precious edge. The problem is, whenever we do, they. Have a tendency which maybe they shouldn't and won't be able to if we ever regulate this stuff to just pull those you know i was a big prominent f5 better those money lines are no longer even available when i'm up in the morning generally you know kind of beating the heck out of the market so i've had to pivot i end up in total base props something we mentioned using this new laser guided you know granular analysis to really get down and dirty into pitch type and arsenal dissection and even that we found can be tough right you want to be on the road because you don't want to lose the ninth frame you're generally behind a team that's going to score on so there's just a bit of the theory i've been working and now i've been landing on these pairing because i'm really not a tremendous parlay guy but again you got to be malleable in this world especially in this business and it's going after just single bases over one half base pairing Excellent hitters. Again, we are always using my hitter model, always trying to optimize the ideal scenarios, but only needing a single hit or a single base. Now, let me get into it because you compare two elite players looking for better than Plus money, which is always again at the root. We want to be allergic to the word juice. You're always going to be better off finding a sustainable strategy that has plus odds. Now, enough of that. Let's do with a thing, Gil. We want to get behind Wilson Contreras. He's up against Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray's been a bit of a home run factory. The double-digit walk is there. He falls behind too much. He's forced inside the zone where his fastball is not getting it done. Now, I actually, ran the diagnostics, and they're they are pretty good. You could check out all that stuff if you're into the more advanced stuff on my show, Cork Stats. But the problem is, it's location thing he's spotting it middle middle it's ending up in the seats give me Wilson Contreras always in the top third of the lineup right always very important getting an extra plate appearance just in case last 55 plate appearance against right nice chunky sample 50 hard hit 16 barrel I use my own new triple slash for betting Gil I know you're gonna like it man instead of average OBP and slug you know that's maybe the old school kind of stratomatic days we got to get with what pays the bills I use BA ISO And OPS. I love OPS, but the problem is, if you're going to be getting into total bases, you better know those rules. Walks do not count. OPS includes walk rate. We want aggressive hitters walking, not any fun, right? long story short we want to get cash at the end so we're looking for hitters with high batting averages and then high iso which is an extra base hit rate that you could apply apply directly to total base props again you know nuance and context is really at the center of all this stuff so Contreras, new triple slash 319 319 1056. that makes him viable for the total base prop 31.9 percent extra base hit rate boom you get three bats we should get four or five and that'll do it let's pair it with bregman this one's a little bit easier he's going up against glenn otto who likes to Belato. He's had a tough time with the you know, with the fastball as well. 19% K is too low. The 11% walk is too high. And again, he's forced inside the zone. He does keep the ball down. The ground ball rate's there, but so is the double-digit barrel rate. Struggled in particular against righties after we saw a velocity drop. One of those things we're looking for in season. And then the subsequent punishment that follows after that dip. Last six games, six and a half ERA, one and a half whip, double-digit barrel. Give me Bregman. Last 35 plate appearance against righties. 85% contact. Again, right? We're looking for Base hits. We want high contact rates. Once he makes the contact, it's near 50% hard hit, 345 batting average, 960 OPS, four extra base hits in that rate. We get to pair them both for nice juicy plus money you can get them anywhere like plus 125 man i am loving building pairs of these kill let me know what you think you like that stratagem or what
2: i i don't hate it i don't hate it i don't you know i don't do it quite frankly but i'm i'm curious i'm always curious about what you're up to and by the way just just go back to the total basis point i'm amazed at how many uh tweets i get on this not a, there's not so many but every once in a while someone will ask about total bases. and again just for those who might not know everything you're saying is right. It's not about getting a walk and then somehow scoring a run. It's just single is one double is two triple is three home run is four period. End of story. Yep. And you add those up. That's all it is. Um, okay. Yep. And you, and the, the Marlins are taking on the Phillies Alcantara and Thor. What do you got here?
3: All right, yes, eventually, after my show is out, those F5 money lines do come out. I wonder if that's a coincidence. I don't know if I'm that full of myself just yet. This one should be pretty intuitive, Gil, right? Let's go back to the old days of betting the price. The leader in the Cy Young race Should not be going off at even money in the race to 15 outs. Sandy Alcantara has been phenomenal. 188 ERA, a sub one whip, 17K minus walk. But he's a grill master extraordinaire. He keeps it low. He keeps it slow. 56 ground ball, 26 hard hit. Is a 272 expected Woba, as low as she goes. Half of a home run per nine. That fastball coming in at 98 miles an hour with 11 inches of onside run. Man, Sandy is the best. Seven innings at least, last 14 of six, 14 out of the last 16, I should say. Two earned runs max, last 14 of the last 16. Thor's been okay, but he's really new now. It's a it's a, it's a reinvented Syndergaard. He's more pitching to contact. Opponents have their highest batting average in his career, right? He always used to get the whiffs. He's not getting that. 260 B.A. against two earned runs at least five of the last six three earned runs, at least four of the last six. Now, I'm not going to be a uh, pitching here for Miami to be any kind of world beater, but I do think with the, their contact rate, they're not a great team, but they do make a lot of contact, and they steal a lot of bases, so I'm hoping we get a single, a stolen base, and a single, and Sandy does what he does and gives up no more than one, so I think Miami, even money, feels pretty good. I always feel very good backing that caliber of pitcher, you know?
2: Yeah, we got to start with your picks next time, every time that we do this, because you because you uh, flesh them out very nicely. I uh, want to play a little Thank hype, let's, <laughs> Yeah, let's play a little- hypothetical prop jeff let's bring you in for this uh dodgers are 76 and 33 this this prop does not exist anywhere but i'm trying to will it into existence uh, this time in 2001 the seattle mariners the famous 116 win the seattle mariners who did not win the world series but 116 games uh, in the regular season were 79 and 30 so they had a th- they in effect have a three-game lead over this year's dodgers with what is that 53 games left 53 games left the Dodgers would have to go 41 and 12 the rest of the way to beat that 40 and 13 to tie it what number would you need on a yes price for the Dodgers to beat that it would have to be pretty significant wouldn't it because because Davey Roberts I'm answering I'm asking you guys and I'm answering because Davey Roberts will probably go into a shell at some point wouldn't he Oh,
3: I thought you were going for Jeff. I was actually. Either one of his. you. Either one John, of you. John, yeah, what for it, what, Jeff, what go. you
4: have to say first.
3: Well, for me with, I don't know, these wins are so wonky. I tend to think the Dodgers are probably going to correct. I wouldn't be really looking to go over much of anything right now. The way San Diego has boosted. I know the Dodgers offense is really good. I see a lot of flaws and injuries in the starting pitching. I'm actually a bit worried about their durability down the stretch. And again, yeah. they have matchups with the Padres coming that are really going to matter. They do have the benefit. Of the doormats, maybe in the Rockies, maybe not so much with the Diamondbacks, who have gotten healthy, brought in some young talent to come up. They're actually hitting now. I, I don't know. I just not not love the Dodgers, but you got to think it's 100 wins easy. I mean, I, I don't mean to sell them that short, but I'm not into, like, the over 110. Like, you'll never get me there. Anything over 105 I think of as remarkable. Yeah. So maybe it's there. Maybe it's, it's like 104. It's just
2: amazing. As good as they are, 76 and 33, they'd still have to go 41 and 12.
3: Yeah. It's very difficult. It's very, very difficult to do it. We know how wonky money lines can be. And, again, the competition is pretty stiff. San Diego, I know, people are tweeting stuff, which means absolutely nothing. That and 275 75 will get you on the bus over here. It's so ridiculous. The Padres are awesome and built to last. They have depth. They have offense. They have starting pitching. They have bullpen. They're going to be really good. Those matchups are going to be a dogfight. And the Dodgers, who are used to being, you know, minus 195 favorites or better, are going to be minus 112 favorites against San Diego. Whoever is home might actually be a slight favorite. And I like to think of it in those terms. So you're going to have a hard time getting me anywhere north of 105
4: just because. Give me a number, Jeff. I would need at least 30 to 1. Me too. Yeah. At
2: least 30. Oh,
3: oh, to go over that? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Are you
4: looking for odds easy?
3: Oh, moonshot odds. Yes, give me 25, 30 or better. As
2: great as the Dodgers are. You would still For for some of the reasons you said that, even in games against the Padres, it would be coin-flippy anyway. So, yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate it as always.
3: Missed you, man. Always a pleasure.
2: You too. At MLB Moving AVG. At MLB Moving Average on the old Twitter machine for all that John does. And he does a lot. More NFL with Jeff next on the other side. Numbers game, Vison the Sports Betting Network. The
0: Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The College Football Guide here at VSIN is out. It's out now. It's bid out. And the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, Best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access, rather, to this year's football betting guides, plural, is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access, all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Um, Jeffrey, you want to pick up where we left off with these NFL props? What do you got next?
4: Yeah, let's continue on with the record-breaking props. There's two more that we have to get to, and one of them I think is is never going to be broken <laughs> personally. So we might as well start with that one, uh, and that's with Tomlinson's single-season touchdown scored record of 31. So you have to go over 31 and a half, 18 to one. I just it's just so hard to envision anybody, really, even with the extra game, coming close to what LT did in that one season, Gil.
2: Who had the most last year? Was it uh, was it Eckler? Eckler ha- uh, had, yeah. Austin Eckler last year had a grand total of uh, 20. 20. 11 shy of LaDainian Tomlinson's 31. So yeah, I mean, this just doesn't. No one's come real close to this anytime recently. Like, I'm trying to think. Even in between Eckler, I mean, Alvin Kamara had 21 a couple years ago. Kamara, 21 in 2020. So no one, I mean, no
4: one's come close to this recently. 23 by Randy Moss in 07. But
2: I mean, that's like ancient history.
4: Yeah. So we it's. <laughs> if this is one of those records, even with an extra game, it's going to be very hard to envision anyone coming remotely close.
2: Danian had 28 rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns that year. <clears throat> and by that year, we're talking about 2006. I'm just thinking about throughout the league and fantasy players will be able to answer this much quicker, but like the days where Camaro was getting all the touches deep, even then he only had 21, who would be the person in the league right now that you would be like, oh, that guy is, he's not going to get vultured. He's a threat. I mean, it's McCaffrey, right? I guess a healthy McCaffrey. I
4: mean, you're asking McCaffrey to play more than five games. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a chore in its own right. There's that. So, I yeah. mean, it, it kind of has to be kind of like an
2: Eckler type because you at least will have outs on getting receiving
4: touchdowns.
2: Let's put it this way. If they were to put this up after a week, let's say somebody like Eckler or McCaffrey goes the first month of the season, let's say the first four games, four, 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 five, four or five games of the season, and they show that they're relatively on pace, I would like to see this number that exists now then, but of course that's not going to happen, right? But I, this, would be, this would be a number that I would play if someone showed some inkling of, of being involved in this. But I'm not doing this pre-flop, no. Because no one's gotten close.
4: I mean, keep in mind, like look, let's look at Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Okay, two running backs that you know won't get vultured in the red zone. Derrick
2: Henry's career high for
4: touchdowns, eighteen,
2: and Jonathan Taylor, Taylor had twenty last year. Yeah, he had twenty last year,
4: and Taylor had an extraordinary year, and he still wasn't remotely close to what Tomlinson's number was.
2: What was that? What was the Kev? What was the Eminem uh, line? Ukrainian Ladanian. Um, 31 touchdowns in 2006. By the way, if you're wondering who was second all-time, and fantasy people will really appreciate second and third all-time, Sean Alexander with the Seahawks in 2005 with 28, 27 of which were on the ground, and then Priest Holmes in 2003, 27 all on the ground in 2003. Those were fantasy juggernauts. They don't make them like that anymore. All right, what's next? What do you got?
4: Last one little little more bettable, but still not the most anyone to break the the rushing record of course uh, Eric Dickerson's record still stands up um nine to one to uh, go over two thousand one hundred uh two two thousand one hundred and five and a half
2: on nine to one so Derek Henry had two thousand twenty seven a couple years ago. the only issue is you'd have to this would have to really coalesce this would have to really be part of your Titans handicap right? If you believed, and the Titans are quite the lightning rod, we've learned in terms of how people feel. Like, is there a team that's more of a lightning rod in terms of, I won't say lightning rod, but varied opinions on how they'll do this year? A bit of a Twitter debate about that yesterday going on. A lot of people think they will drop off significantly. Some don't believe that. But if you, be- if you believe the Titans are going to lead late in a significant amount of games, maybe you think Derrick Henry could get twenty-one. 21- 105 yards but if you think the titans are going to drop off well they can't do that right you know i'd almost be inclined
4: to think that jonathan taylor would be more likely to get close than henry this year
2: i think you're right sir and i i am more bullish on the matt ryan to the colts thing than most jonathan taylor who had 1811 yards last year on the ground 1811 this just in jeff that's within 300 yards of the record what's the number on that to break it what was that nine to one all of these things are just a sh- they're just a shade worse than you'd want them to be
4: about two dollar about probably 11 to 1 twelve to one would be all right you can yeah, consider I'm
2: thinking 15.
4: that's fair too
2: but it's just you know it's just not quite the bang for your buck that you'd want but I think you're right Jonathan Taylor would be the uh would be the, probably the best candidate to do that that's not that far off. All right, now this is an interesting one, too, because, so let's do last undefeated team. And you and I were talking about this a little before the break, and my first reaction to this was, oh, this is going to be tough because as we've gone through schedules here throughout the summer, one of the hallmarks of most of these has been how difficult many schedules are early or just sprinkled with tough games early on in the season. And so you really are trying to figure out what's the team that could just come out of the gates without a hiccup. Let's go through these. What do you got here?
4: This is fascinating that the Chargers were the short shot here because the Chargers' first two games of the year, even on their favorite week one, you, the Raiders are a really good team, and there'll be more Raider fans at SoFi than Charger fans. Let's be real on that. How dare you. And week two is Thursday night at Kansas City. So, yeah, like you're basically you're going to be an underdog week, too. <laughs> but the, the kicker with this, though, is if the Chargers win those two games after that, it's Jacksonville at home at Houston at Cleveland without Deshaun in all likelihood home games against Denver and Seattle and a road game at Atlanta. If you somehow survive those first two games, they're probably going on a pretty reasonable winning streak after that.
2: Okay, but, uh, you know, again, landmines, right? Let's take the Rams. The Rams are at plus 750, second short shot. Home game, Buffalo, opening Thursday night. The news on Matthew Stafford appears to be a little better, last report. Maybe he's doing better with that uh, elbow that required an injection. We'll see. That's obviously a huge cog in this bet. But the Rams have Buffalo the first night of the season. They're at San Francisco week four. By the way, did you hear the uh, Trey Lance preseason trey lance intel he will be playing week one of preseason and week three of pre- preseason the implication being that he will not play week two of preseason do with that information what you will preseason fans preseason betters all right so what do you like here sir last undefeated team remember this could be four and zero. This could be 8-0, whatever it requires, however many games it requires to be the single last undefeated team. By the way, I would imagine if two teams tie, that this is dead heated. I'm hoping that's the rule. Um, What do you like here? Is there one team that stood out?
4: I really wish the Chargers were longer, even with those first two games. If they win those first two games, that they're – they're a pretty massive favorite after that to be the long the, to have the uh, the longest win streak to begin the season. But those
2: are brutal first. Two no, games. I know. Well, yeah.
4: especially the second game. I mean, short week on Kansas City on Thursday night. That's just brutal. Let me go to the Colts. The Colts are the other uh, one, but their schedule is this, the, their schedule is difficult too
2: after the first two weeks. All right. Well, it's at Houston at Jacksonville. If you're if you are what you say you are, you got to win those games. Then it is a home game against the Chiefs. So at least they get the Chiefs at home, again, regardless of how you feel about the Chiefs this year. Home Tennessee at Denver, home Jacksonville at Tennessee, home Washington. That's the team to bet on, Jeff. That's the team I'd bet on. And you know what? To the question of would I actually make a bet on this, were I in a DraftKings jurisdiction where I could, I think I would actually play this.
4: So here's the other question with this. What's the number you have to get to in order to win this bet? because of the way that the schedules are concocted this well, year Well, that's what I was just saying like getting to four might be enough that's what I was saying it yeah. could be four and over could, could, could be it could be five like it yeah. could really
2: be a small number the the beauty of this though is you're not gonna have to wait all season right 16 to one on the Colts I think that is the play be curious to see what others have to say about that it's not that I've looked at every single schedule here this morning on all these but Colts 16 to one seems to leap off the screen. Jason Weingarten still to come on baseball. Wes Reynolds on golf. His football thoughts as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: live on nfl network espn 2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more okay
0: round two name something that's not
1: boring a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
0: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all legs on the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. And if you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to 25 dollars back in free bets major league baseball trademarks used with permission visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions it must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing new and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in nevada new york or washington dc Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. You see uh, Manny Machado go yard yesterday against the Giants. Dramatic home run, three-run shot. Padres money line bettors. Has that ever happened to you, by the way, Jeff? Like how often in your life, how many times in your baseball betting career did you have a run line on a home team? First of all, I don't know how many times you do that anyway. Did you have a uh, run line on a home team and get the benefit of a walk-off more than a solo shot. Let's put it that way. Like Padres betters got yesterday. You've been on that end of it, or have you been on the opposite end of it?
4: Oh, I've definitely been on the oppo end. Oh, of course. I mean, that, that, that the opposite I end
2: is a truism. That, that sure. I know.
4: I, I You know, I, I very rarely
2: bet run lines at this point. So Even when I was betting baseball yeah. every single day, I didn't bet. I, I was forget run lines. Run lines on the home team also would be a, a, a subcategory of that.
4: Yeah, I, I just... Maybe probably so. Uh, A handful. Yeah. A handful at most. Oh, actually, Gil, here's some big news. Okay. Here's some big news. The World Cup has been moved up a day. Come on.
2: Why? Who knows? Well, you know, if you have the opportunity to have a World Cup in Cotter in November, you just got to take it. There you go. They're moving it up to uh,
4: this, this is great. It'll be Qatar and Ecuador will be the first game of the tournament now. And it'll be played on Sunday, November 20th. So uh, I will say no one will be watching it here stateside.
2: Get Paul. Cool. It's on a Sunday. Yes. Oh, good Lord. This is this was the tournament we needed this summer. Right. For as as all, it badly. We, yeah, we needed it badly. And instead we get it. Right. Not only during football season, but the heart of football season. Oh, and by the way, some games on Sundays. Yeah. What do you, what do you expect our content percentage on the World Cup will be during the football week? Less than 10% of total minutes? Oh, I, I, well, you might have Paul. I'll have Paul, You'll Paul
4: probably have every Paul. other
2: day. So but, I'm just thinking if it's eight segments a day, but it's five a week, that's still only one out of 40. I might have them on one, uh, one time a day during the World Cup, yeah, whatever a World I, Cup I, game. Yeah, the only
4: problem is that the schedule for especially out here in the oh, West Coast the
2: time zones, is yes.
4: a disaster.
2: Right, because the games are The be first played. game is at
4: 2 a.m. Yeah, Pacific. Gonna,
2: yeah, it's going to be like one of these tennis or golf tour, oh, tennis tournaments on the other side of the world where lately like, games are off right before we get on air. Anyway, we should probably not think through our schedule while we're doing a show. All right, what's next? NFL. What do you got? Uh, so we'll
4: go to uh, here. Uh, we'll go to last winless team, uh, two hundred eight downstairs, guys. Uh, and this one is a little bit, a little bit different uh, than uh, a little bit. I would say it's every bit as hard as the first one, Gil, because mm-hmm. you're in a scenario here where Houston's plus three fifty. Your short shot. Then Atlanta's at plus 450, Seattle and Detroit at 9-1. to one. By the way, did you watch Hard Knocks last night?
2: I did not have it on the uh, old machine. There. I'll have to watch it because uh, apparently the, the people love Dan Campbell. They love it. Matt Brown, our own Matt Brown, primetime actions Matt Brown, my buddy Matt Brown. How many times can I say Matt Brown? Uh, he uh, He said within four minutes he was ready to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. I got to watch this. I got. I'm. I'm two Jeter episodes behind. Also, so I got some stuff to watch. Yeah. I, what is I'll, your review? Uh, Have you been watching the Jeter stuff? No. Come on. No. No. Why? What, what do you got against Jeter? I, I. I don't want to. I don't want to be aggravated. Because <laughs> you're a Mets fan. I don't want to be aggravated. Even though, again, like that. I, I remember all those Yankee that, teams. My, my biggest takeaway, again. I think I said this a couple weeks ago. How great baseball was then. And by then, I'm not talking about the Giants win the pennant in black and white. I'm talking about 20 years ago. That di- that run up to the Diamondbacks World Series, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Those two Yankee wins in the ALCS, where they were they caught up in the ninth inning. Was it Mr. November Jeter winning it in one of yeah, them? Yeah, in the World Series. Brocious yeah. and Tino Martinez back-to-back nights. Like... Just amazing. Yeah, they, anyway, they, they, sorry. They, they, they
4: tortured uh, BK
2: Kim. BK in, Kim. In, uh, B, the, the image of BK Kim in a catcher's crouch on the mound, just a disbelief. Back to back nights, no less,
4: in uh, in that World Series. And then, of course, the greatest relief pitcher that's ever lived, blew the save in Game 7 of blew that series. Blew the
2: save in Game seven. Which is
4: pretty amazing in retrospect.
2: Tim McCarver calling the flare from Luis Gonzalez.
4: So uh, the last winless team, Gil?
2: yes. I don't know how you don't bet the Falcons. That's
4: that's what it comes down to for me, because Atlanta is just so bad.
2: And can I say th- something that's going to make you hate me?
4: I think I know where you're going, and then they were going to come up in a second for uh, me anyway. Okay. So
2: yeah. Well, okay. Let, let's make your case for Atlanta, and then I will make the case for the Jets. Yeah. No, they. I know your case for the Jets. It's a pretty yeah. easy case yeah. actually, but Atlanta.
4: If they lose Week One in New Orleans, okay, yeah. Even though we think Seattle is going to be terrible, really picking Atlanta to go on the road and win a road game this year Boy. against anyone. No, nope. Cleveland in Week Four with Brissett in all likelihood, Cleveland should still win that game. I, I it could take until Carolina on, on the weekend of Halloween. So. That's that. That's my thing with Atlanta. I think they're the worst team in the league by a pretty wide margin, and uh, plus four fifty is pretty good. Gil, I'll say this: okay. the first thing with the Jets that popped up to me when the schedule came out is the first ten weeks are absolute
2: oh. brutality. Brutality. The Jets are home, Baltimore at Cleveland, whatever variation, whatever version of the of the Browns we get. By the way, I, I do think that in in the whole Deshaun Watson discussion and oh my God, if they don't have Deshaun Watson, what are they going to be? That kind of thing. We touched on this a little yesterday. It doesn't make them a bad football team. I get it. Quarterback is the most important thing in the world. But they are are kind of loaded elsewhere. So it's home Baltimore at Cleveland, home Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. So it is an AFC North fest to start the year. Four games against the AFC North to start the year. What is that, first of all? plays
4: all four AFC East teams the first yeah.
2: month. Yeah, we talked it about all... when the schedule came out. By the way, then after that, it's home Miami, at Green Bay, at Denver, home New England, home Buffalo, and then you're bye. Jeff, dare I say there is a world, and I'm not saying it's likely, but there is a world that the Jets <laughs> – Oh, my God. Another, another year of misery. I'm running the simulations in my head, and 0 and 9 comes up more than a negligible amount of time.
4: Oh, 0 oh and 10 is in play because they can play at New England after the bye. Oh, I didn't even go that far. I, I, I don't. I think they're going to be improved enough yeah. that they get to that bye week with three.
2: That they get to that bye week at three and six. All I'm saying is 10 to 1 on the Jets seems to me like a better bet than the plus 450 on the Falcons.
4: Look, they're the only other team on that board that's worth a bet to me. It's the Falcons and the Jets are the only two that you can even consider here. By the way, why is Pittsburgh in there? We know the Steelers are going to win a game they're not supposed to early in the season. Why are they that short?
2: All right, can I uh Please. can I ask a question and I'm I'm not I'm going to let the hate wash over me after I say this, but what are the Chiefs? I'll hold on a second because the, the <laughs> only reason I bring up. it up is was when the schedules first came out, right? That was the, that was the biggest headline for me for everything was how brutal the chiefs schedule was at the beginning. Now I know I'm not saying the chiefs are as bad as these teams. I'm not, but if we're just talking about last winless team, what's my home run number on the chiefs? I'm just curious. Cause again, this could be 0 and four. This could be 0 and five. Doesn't have to go eight, nine weeks, but the Chiefs' schedule while you're looking that up, Jeff, the Chief's schedule to start, I don't know. People are like, come on, Gil. No, 100 no. to 1. Okay. I'm making that bet. 100 to 1? One? Give me that. Because here's, here's the Chief's schedule at Arizona, home Chargers, at Indy, at Tampa, home Las Vegas, home Buffalo, at San Francisco. Bye. Those are the most brutal seven games to start season. Hundred to one. Do we have this in town anywhere? Do you imagine if that happened? <laughs> could, Do we? Could
4: you imagine def- the epic freakout that would happen if they started? Oh, uh, start, had the worst record
2: and were winless through a month. Even? I'm just, I'm just saying that was the number. Like a hundred to one. I'm in. Because if you run this a hundred times, that's a good bet. It happens more than once. What? We don't have this in town, do we, Jeff? Don't think so. See, these are the kinds of things we should like figure out a way to bet before we talk about on air. Hundred to one on that. Honestly, if I if I gave you a say, Jeff your assignment for the next ten minutes is to come up with the most brutal schedule the NFL could possibly make for any team seven games that might be the schedule you come up with. Hundred to one, Chiefs. Bet. Well done, Jeff. Coming back, Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke. We'll talk some baseball and beyond. Next numbers gave Visa. The sports betting network.